Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Taylor Swift is an example of so many things. And this segment is not about Taylor Swift's music. It is about the changing way we're going to concerts. Look at what's happened. The headlines right in the in the with all the breaking news and the stuff that we're seeing happening in Canada and around the world. We have the Taylor Swift concert and the fact she is blessing Canada coming to Toronto headlines. And then we look at this new way of doing business in concerts. It takes me back to when I was a teenager and I would take the bus from Hamilton to the great big smoke of Toronto and go to concerts. It sure wasn't like this. It is a changing landscape. Alan Cross joining us, broadcaster with Q107, 102.1 The Edge, and a commentator for Global News and a wonderful music historian. Alan, how are you doing? I'm okay. All right. Taylor Swift, what does this say? You know, as I go back, I'm not the only person to look at the way the concerts have changed. This is just incredible. It is a massive business story, and it's going to change one of the biggest cultural experience we have had, like going to the theater and like the Greeks went and gathered. We go, we watch, they sing, they dance, but now we can't afford it. Well, yeah, concert tickets have become incredibly expensive since the, the late 1990s. David Bowie actually predicted that this would happen when he saw the rise of the Internet. He realized that people would stop making money on selling pieces of plastic to the general public, and that revenue would have to be made up somehow. And it has been made up through the price of concert tickets. Now, to be honestly fair, concert tickets have been underpriced relative to other entertainment events for a very, very, very long time. I mean, think about how much it costs to go to a Maple Leafs playoff game or how much it costs to get a ticket to a production like Hamilton. You know, concert tickets are, are a relative bargain considered uh, compared to those things because, again, you're getting a big production. You're in a very big venue. You're getting uh, something that lasts two or three hours or longer. Uh, why should it be priced any less than a theater production or, or a hockey game? So, um, and and... The idea of, of replacing revenue has really taken off. It used to be that, okay, well, all tickets are 50 bucks or whatever. But no, you can tier them so that the better seats, the VIP seats, are more than the nosebleed seats. And even the nosebleed seats are more than they've ever been. It's true. It's, it's true. You know, I'm glad that you uh, compared it to the Maple Leafs, but that gets criticized all the time. And it goes right down to one of the reasons I really wanted to talk about it. What a change, finally, is it the last bastion <laughs> to give in to this? Because it's uh, for those who can afford. And we know playoffs, it gets even more dynamic. And for a concert like Ta Taylor Swift, same deal. Yeah, we have a, a, an interesting situation here. Um you have what the market will pay for a ticket versus the artist's need to maintain a relationship with fans who aren't particularly well-heeled. So this is why we have mm. the situation where, okay, tickets will go on sale for from, they'll say from, let's just say $69. That face value would be for a nosebleed seat, uh, but it would be before all the fees and, and service charges put on top of it. So it makes the artists look like they're actually trying to cater to the fans. 
But all you have to do is get on the Ticketmaster website and see that, well, okay, you're in the second last row in the second and last section. And then there's still service charges and, and taxes and everything on top of that. So what ends up happening is the Ticketmaster becomes the whipping boy for high ticket prices when it's really nothing to do with Ticketmaster. It has to do with the act. What people have to, what people have to understand is that the face value of a ticket is not ever set by Ticketmaster. It is set by the artist in conjunction with the agent and the promoter. And ultimately, the artist determines how much every single ticket in that building will cost. All right, you know, and you you just raised a really poignant point here, the need for the artist to connect with the fans and the ability to make money here. It was always huge. You know, you watch bands go out and they were trying to, they had two missions. Yeah, they wanted to make money and the, and the tours were worth money, even at the old prices, but they made that live connection. People got there. They never forgot it. Is that is that about to be kind of snipped a little bit with this new capitalism well, here? So far, if we look at what Live Nation says, they have sold more concert tickets and made more money so far this year than in almost any other year that they've been in existence. So people are willing to pay whatever it takes to go to these shows. And the promoter will see that and go, oh, okay, so how much more can we nudge this price up? There was a time back, I think it was the late 80s or early 90s, when the Eagles announced a concert in Toronto. For the first time ever, face value for a ticket was over $100. And everybody was absolutely out of their minds. How could you be so greedy? Well, guess what happened? People paid. People paid, and, and the shows were sold out. And that's the way it's been. How high can we push the price of the ticket? Now, again, we have to determine... We have to make the distinction between the ticket that you're going to buy from Ticketmaster and any ticket that you buy in the secondary market, which has a huge, huge premium attached to it. I've seen Taylor Swift tickets uh, go on sale for, for Toronto, which, by the way, don't exist. These tickets do not exist yet. But if you go on StubHub or some of these other secondary sellers, they're selling tickets in the 100 section for over $13,000, <laughs> which is, this is called a speculative ticket. They believe uh, who are selling the people that are selling these tickets do not have these tickets in hand yet, but they have a, a very, very high confidence that they will be able to get that ticket or something very similar once they become available. So if you are buying tickets, just be aware that you're buying something that doesn't quite exist yet. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.